now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast from Class to Colts, all the cheese in between. The movies are beep, the entertainment is grade A, and I am your host, Mr. Jason Jacknetti. Again, joined by my dad, Mr. Al Jacknetti. Hey, Jay, how's it going? I can't believe what the movie we're doing is 20 years old. Yeah, we saw it in the theaters. Yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, we'll get to it right after this. On a stormy Halloween night, four young people set out across the back roads of America. What's that? It's a hitchhiker. What, should we stop? We can't leave it right here in the rain. In search of a mysterious figure known only as... Dr. Satan. You know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Yeah, I can show you. Dr. Satan! Ah, Dr. Satan! What they uncovered... <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. ...is the most horrifying and shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Well, I bet you'd stick your head in the fire if I told you you could see hell. You seen this girl? Yeah, they want to play Nancy Drew with this local legend that people call Dr. Satan. Stupid kids probably got themselves lost. Let's get out of this nut house. The boogeyman is real. And you found him. It's showtime! From director Rob Zombie comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. House of a Thousand Corpses. Hope you like what you see! House of a Thousand Corpses was finally released April 11th, 2003 with an 89-minute running time. You have a uh, $7 million budget with a $16.8 million box office return, but this movie made way more money on uh, Blu—not uh, Blu-rays, DVDs uh, um, than it ever did in the theater. Your director, of course, is the one and only Ron, uh, Rod, Ron Zombie. Rob Zombie, uh, and of course he wrote it, and uh, your producer here is Andy Gould. Um, Eventually, this was put out by Lionsgate Film. Uh, there's a lot of story about what this film is and how this movie was made. Um, and then uh, Rob Zombie lost like all his rights to it. And as the movie sat in the shelf and became more and more worthless to the company, he bought back things. He bought back the music rights. He bought back things. Eventually, he was able to buy back all the rights because this was, I want to say it was Universal. I think it was Universal. Um, yeah, Universal because, okay, so I'll get ready to hear. Um, it, the filming took place in 2000 in the back lots in, uh, in uh, California. The studio shelved it, fearing that it had an NC-17 rating. Um, as Rob, Rob Zombie reacquired the rights, he uh, then shopped it to Lionsgate, who released it in April of 2003. Um, this did not do well with critics, uh, but still grossed over $16 million um, and has become literally one of the biggest cult movies uh, of the 2000s. And to be honest, and I, and I don't mean this to be a, to 
negative. Um, this movie was designed to become a cult movie. This movie is designed to be a cult movie. This is this movie should not and will not and never appeal to most people. Most people find this movie disgusting and vile and horrible, um, as they should, because this movie is all those things. things. And at the same time, is an homage to everything 1970s and throwback and all that stuff that everyone else was ripping off um, after this movie. Because Rob Zombie opened that door. Then they start ripping it off and doing his thing, but he opened that. So, yeah. um, I, you know, when we went, when we, when we, you said, let's go see House of a Thousand Corpses, um, I, I, Rob Zombie, I said, isn't he a musician or yep. he writes music? So I, I had no idea what we were, what we were going to see. But I just wanted to make the things. The movie opens with an ominous but not too scary hook horror movies uh, and a uh, potentially scary museum which is really the back the back store of, of a service station by a guy named Captain Spaulding, who is played by Sid Haig. And then it evolves into the first instance of utter mayhem. Now, what I liked about the movie, because I watched it again, I watched the opening again, the montage behind the credits portends what may come. Yep. And if, if you're paying attention to the montage, you can, you can pretty much figure out where are we going. Okay, so anybody who's ever been to a Rob Zombie show understands exactly what's happening here because this is literally what his shows are. Rob Zombie shows are not him just on stage singing. It is a, uh, it's an entire experience. It is lights, camera. Rob Zombie has, okay, so I'm going to say this and people might not like it, but it's true. Um, so Rob Zombie took what Alice Cooper was doing and turned it up to 11. <laughs> and, and, and that's not a diss on Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper still puts on a great show and does all this stuff, but... What Rob Zombie does in his shows, the, the insanity of his shows are now set the bar so high that acts like Ghost and like even Alice Cooper himself and even like they ha everyone kept trying to step it up because and even like back in the days of Ozzy Osbourne and stuff like that with Black Sabbath and just Ozzy by himself, the, 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 it's, it's, it's interactive. There's, it's, it is so, the, his entire show is NC-17. There is nothing that is... Uh, you know, even R-rated, and what he tabs there, the stuff they show on the screens, the, the 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 showing parts of the movie. He showed parts of this movie as he reacquired. He showed people the violence and stuff, and they ate it up. They, this audience, the audience that was built in to this movie, is the people who love Rob Zombie's music and rub his. Now, some people hate this movie who love Rob Zombie's music, but that's because they just didn't like the movie. That's fine. But this movie especially the opening and the intercuts are literally his stage show. It is just insane. I, I have a Blu-ray of his, one of his concerts and it is one of the most insane watches going, this is nuts. And you're at home saying, this is nuts. Right. Yeah. And, and you're thinking like, okay, well, you know, I mean, I've been to that. I'm like, I'm not saying this is gore or this is like cannibal corpse or something like that. Like it's still Rob Zombie who sells millions and millions of records, you know, when that was the thing. And now it's downloads and digitals and stuff. Anyway, so, all right, uh, your your again. Dattery mentioned Sid Haig. The other names in here are Bill Mosley, um, and then Sherry Moon Zombie, um, and Karen Black. And and the other people in this movie are people you know, um, like Tom Towles is in it, and like there's other people you know, like hey, I know that guy. That's Rain Wilson, or that's you know whoever. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, because literally this movie is uh, you know. Uh, Otis, which is uh, Bill Mosley, uh, you know, um, Baby, Baby, who's Sherry Moon uh, Zombie. Uh, then you have Mother Firefly, who's Karen Black. And then you have Captain Spaulding, which is Sid Haig. And that's what this movie is about. Now, you might say to yourself, why would they cast a guy like Sid Haig? He's not a major actor. Well, he was an actor in the 70s, and Rob Zombie liked him a lot and put him in his movie because he's a really good actor. But is Sid Haig going to be the leading man in, in any romantic comedy? Probably not. Hey, there's another guy that you might have heard of um, who makes a lot of movies and people love him. His name's Danny Trejo. And he's not exactly leading man material, mm. in, except in Machete. In Machete, he gets the girl. Um, oh, sorry. Spoiler alert on a 20-year-old movie. Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't cast people because they were names in Hollywood. Like, oh, this is the most cutting-edge star. Bill Mosley, most of you know him as Chop Top in, in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, scratching his head with the thing. He's tweaking out, right? Um, Sherry Moon Zombie is really known for being naked um, in Rob Zombie's uh, music videos and stuff like that and being married to Rob Zombie. Um, again, I think it's pretty easy to cast her 
in this role. Um, and then Karen Black, of course. Most people know Karen Black from, I don't know, countless other movies, but Trilogy of Terror, mm. the, uh, the, the last one with the Dooney fetish style. Mm. That is literally what everyone knows. And Karen Black is, as Mother Firefly, is great in this. Um, I know some people don't like Sherry Moon Zombie no matter what happens, but as an insane person who's like basically a child, uh, she fits the bill. Mm. And let's be honest, Sherry Moon Zombie was not cast in this, and I don't mean this to be mean. She wasn't cast in this because they're like, we need the best thespian we can get. She looks really good in the small amount of clothes she's wearing, and she can play the role, and her voice has that like screech mm. to it. And you believe she's nuts. Like, so, and then for those of you who are thinking, like, oh, well, Jay, you know, in later, like, we're not talking Devil's Rejects, we're not talking uh, Three from Hell, mm. because Devil's Reject and Three from Hell take these characters and move them to different levels and change yeah. you know, things. This movie, you had no idea what you were walking. If you walked into this, just never having seen a Rob Zombie concert or any of these videos or understanding like what it is, his obsession with um, the 1970s, the grind house, like, um, like the Dragula stuff, like the old, like, like muscle, like old cars and this, and everything has a grime and a grit to it. And you're thinking like, well, there's other movies like that. There are. There are other movies like that. Alexandra Aja made um, uh, the 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 um, remake of um, um, oh, Hills Have Eyes, which is you know, as I'm saying, it like that has that grime feel to it, but not even to that extent. Even even the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right, where it's supposed to be grimy and dirty, it doesn't even have the feel of the grime. This movie is a dirty grimy movie that other movies now try to be even if they don't admit it it is so yeah hi the uh um what i found as i'm watching the movie as we as it goes through i it looked like there were elements of like texas chainsaw massacre there should be the, the, yeah. the jason Voorhees movies even my bloody valentine and probably a few more that some of the scenes that are in there that you recall i think i've, I've seen that scene before somewhere i've seen that scene before but I mean, he takes this to a level that uh, is absolutely crazy. Didn't we see this as the we were the only two people at the no, show? No, no, we we were the only two people sitting there originally, and then a couple of people came in behind That's us I mean. who had no idea what they were watching. So I mean, we, again, I like watching movies in empty movie theaters. Yeah, That's I, what I need to see movies in. Yeah. And this movie is nuts, and you have to pay attention. attention. Yes, you you, it, you everything means something. Yeah, don't, don't blink. Yeah, everything it, means something. Uh, you had you brought up the point. Of, look, I think. At this point, the, the the biggest star of the movie was probably Karen Black in name. Yep. Now, had you had a real big uh, star uh, in the movie, all you would be doing is looking at him or her yeah. and not watching the movie, yeah. because most of these most of the the, the players here are I don't want to say unknown, but they're not they're not familiar right away, with the exception of Karen Black. And even then, Karen even Black is not doesn't look like Karen Black right, did in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, but this thing—he took people from the seventies that he loved, and Bill Mosley's from the eighties, and he loves him. Yeah. And obviously, but even like Tom Towles. Okay, so Tom Towles, we'll get to him in a minute. Um, some of you might remember him as okay. So Henry Portrait of Serial Killer, which might be the movie that like trumps this in like how horrible Michael Rooker is now like a star. Michael Rooker, he's Mary Poppins, for crying out loud. Right, I mean, yeah. that's what he is from Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. He's gone on to become... Michael Rooker, when Henry Portrait Sailor come out, that movie, people are like, oh my God, that guy's really a serial killer. The same way people thought Joe Spinelli was a serial Joe killer in Maniac. Maniac. These are the types of movies that these reference. Tom Towles played the other killer in it. And that, you know, that is... is it's um, Where he's it's him and then, like, he's... The other girl's his sister and... I, I don't want Harry Potter serial killer. You need to watch to understand. I don't want to talk about it like that because I don't want to give away anything. Because that movie is um, uh, unsettling. I mean, I don't know, like dis disturbing, like wrong on so many levels. I mean, it's kind of like when I watched Martyrs for the first time. Like, I really enjoyed the movie, but I don't know if I. I mean, I own it on Blu-ray. I own the special edition of Henry. I don't know if I could sit down uh, unless it's for something like this. Yeah, it's not a movie I would right. ever put well, on I'm to watch. Rushed. Because it bothers me so much, but it's so well made. Yeah. Martyrs is just, Martyrs bothers the hell out of me, but I, there's no way in the world. I mean, you sit there and watch it and you just get upset watching it. Or even like Inside, which is the woman, uh, which comes and tries to cut the baby yeah. out of her stomach. Like those movies are so upsetting. They're good, but they're upsetting. 
unlike a movie like Hot Tension, which I love, and I know people, that's a big cheat. I've watched Hot Tension a number of times, but I don't throw it on. But Hot Tension is another movie that they eventually put on TV and they cut to ribbons. And I'm like, what's the point? Right. You know, this movie, if you're saying, I saw this on television, right. you saw it on, no, HBO, HBO or cable HBO, like that. Yeah. You never see this on television. And you didn't, I'm sure you didn't see the uncut one. On HBO? They can. They HBO they can, okay. yeah. But this movie got an R rating. This movie got an R rating for the theater. And then they really, and then they put the whatever back. And this has an R rating. Oh, okay. This is R rated. We had to because we couldn't see it in the theater otherwise. Yeah. Because they won't show. We saw this at we saw this at Sony Lowe's. Yeah. We didn't see this in Bethel. Bethel can show those things because Bethel is an independent art house. Sony would never show an NC seventeen movie. Yeah. They can't. NC seventeen to them is porn, and yeah. you know kind of thing. And let's be honest, like this is not porn. This isn't you know uh, you know no it, you know the it, Debbie does Dallas. This is no. literally like the like it's harsh and brutal and whatever and and unlike movies like hostile which are quote unquote torture porn which is a term i hate this isn't like hostile hostile is got some funny parts to I me mean, this has some funny stuff in it too but like not mm. this this is actually considered a comedy a black comedy because it is as black as you can get right and this you can get is a comedy like dark kind of stuff anyway let's get rolling with this here we go um, on October 30th, 1977, amateur criminals Killer Carl and Richard Wick attempt to uh, an armed robbery of a gas station slash horror museum, but are then killed by Captain Spaulding and his assistant, uh, Ravelli. Okay, so let's stop right there because that's what Dad was talking about. They come in and the, the, the little guy, forget his name, the guy who goes into the bathroom, oh, oh, oh. He, he's a character actor from the 80s. 80s. And he's in, he's in Scrooge. He's the homeless guy in he, Scrooge. He's, who gets, he's in... Uh, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, but okay, but he's yeah. but people most yeah. people know him from Scrooge. He's yeah. the homeless guy who gets frozen, uh, who freezes to death. Yeah, and he's like, why didn't you go to Karen? She would have helped you, right? Like, but his he's they they're getting held up at gunpoint. He's like, I know you. You work at the supermarket, like, and it's like, what, what? And the, the the stuff they're talking about is disgusting, right? They're yeah. talking about gross stuff, and they're. You know, talking. He, he don't back up the, the 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 like. He calls it a word we can't use on this show. The toilet again and whatever. And Sid Haig does not look like. I mean, he's a clown in that he's wearing a clown outfit, yeah. but he don't look like a clown. That's he's 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 more of a crying on the inside kind of clown. If I can use this line from Quick Change, right? And you're like, this is not going to end well. Like these two morons just walked in here to stick up this. Like you. I don't have to even know that Sid Haig's in the rest of the movie to know mm. this isn't going to end well. And you're saying, well, isn't he on the poster? Nope. The poster's mm. a face. In fact, the poster, the poster has, uh, literally it's, mm. it's got the, 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 I don't even know. That's that Bill, that's not even Bill Mosley. It may be Bill Mosley. It's got a face on it. You have no idea what this movie's about. The poster tells you nothing except there might be blood, right? Kind of thing. <laughs> right. Unlike the movie, there will be blood. There wasn't. That was about oil and about two hours of time. I'll never have it back in my life. Anyway, all right, so they are killed by Captain Spaulding. In fact, and he, uh, his slogan is fried chicken and gasoline, right? And he has, again, a line we cannot use here where he's like, I, I'm going to count to 10, clown. I'm going to spread your grease paint all over the wall. And he goes, F your mama, F your sister, F your grandmother. And then he kills him and he's finally, F you, right? And he shoots him right in the face and you're like, cool. We're what, a minute and a half in? Right, yeah. We got two guys' brains splattered everywhere, you know? I mean, he shoots the gun, he kills him, and then sniffs the barrel. Yeah. It's such a weird, everything is weird and dirty. Right. Yeah. And then, so. And then, then a little bit of the comedy comes in. Now there's blood all over the floor. Well, he goes, oh, he got it on my brand <laughs> new suit. <laughs> and they get the mop and they just mop in the They're blood. They're mopping the blood out, yeah. So, but that's the greatest thing. about. It. And then it goes into the opening. And the, and the opening looks like a Rob Zombie video. And it right. is, basically. And it's, you got... Kind of like, you know, go-go dancers, which is important with Jerry Moon Zombie. But you got like, you also have the fake um, horror host, right. which is uh, Bill Mosley. Bill yeah. Mosley is one of them. And then they're like, the, the ghost with the most, the ghost host. Like, and it's like totally playing up those things that Rob Zombie loves. Yeah. And for those of us who love Spenguli Saturday nights on That's DTV, true. this is an homage to the people who came before him, like Scary Terry and like Zachary Lee exactly. and all the things that for those of us who've ever been to Chiller would know this is what it's all about, Chiller Theater and stuff like that. Um, and it's the night before Halloween. And here's the kicker of the whole thing. We find this out in a little bit. Halloween must fall on a Monday. So they have everyone trick-or-treating that night. So there's kids 
without trick-or-treating. So no one thinks about anything weird if someone's in a costume because it's not Halloween night. It's the day before Halloween, right? This is this is Devil's Night, as we would now call it, um, thanks to the crow, right? So um, right here. Uh, blah, 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 okay. Uh, later that night, Jerry Goldsmith, a complete homage right there. Uh, Bill Hudley, uh, Mary Knowles, and Denise Willis are on the road in hopes of writing a book about offbeat roadside attractions. When they the four meet Spalding, who is the owner of the Museum of Monsters and Mad Men, they learn that the local ledger of Dr. Satan... Um, so, they go there, and it's it's kind of like... I mean, Sid Haig plays this today. This, this is the thing. <laughs> he may not be a name that a lot of people remembered. Because, I mean, I've seen Sid Haig in a whole lot of movies, right? Especially from the 70s and stuff. But he plays this thing to the hilt. Like... He is not phoning this in. No, I don't think anyone phones this movie in. I mean, there's just, you know, people playing this thing and they play it straight. That's what gets you. There's no wink at the camera. There's no like, what. this is played straight as if this were you really watch it. And the conversation is super uncomfortable. They go on the murder ride, which is like super cheesy, old school, like, you know, Playland, you know, the fun house ride mm -hmm. kind of thing that they're being pushed through by Rivaldi, uh, which is funny. Because um, he's pushing the cart through because there's no electricity. And then they learn about Dr. Satan. And you're like, okay, where is this going? Is is Spalding the main yeah. killer? Like, you still have no clue what's happening here. Right. And it, what I found is that by the, at this point, the uh, it, the movie is starting to ratchet up the absurdity and the vulgarity. Oh, it's, yeah. it is not, it's not a pleasant movie no. to even listen to. No. Oh, no. There's there's plenty of uh, of colorful language in this film. Right, so um, he he draws them the map to quote unquote go to go here, go up here, make a left here, like, and it's like he so he draws them a map to go there, and of course now they're gonna now it's pouring rain, right? So now it's pouring rain, they're gonna drive to this place, and who's on the side of the road hitchhiking? But baby, and it's like you know, there's a what's that? The, is that in the, I think Detroit Rock City? Hey, they make a lot of uh, pornos to start like this. They also make a lot of horror movies to start like this, and they pick up the hitchhiker, right? That's literally they pick her up. And that is where they literally sign their death sign, their death certificates. They now have written that we're now dead. You have just picked up the absolute wrong hitchhiker. But as always, Sherry Moon Zombie, very easy on the eyes, not wearing a whole lot there. She's in her like jeans that are ripped down so you can see top of her butt. She's wearing a crop top. They're like, hey, let's pick her up. The girls immediately are like, no. And the guys are like, yes. Now, the guys, like, um, you start looking at, um, the people in the car, right? Um, obviously, um, uh, Jerry Goldsmith, for those of you who know Chris Hadwick, uh, Hardwick, excuse me, most of you know him um, from uh, right after Walking Dead would, would end, they would have Talking Dead. He was the host of that show. He's He's been around forever. Uh, Rain Wilson, uh, he plays Bill. Uh, most of you might know him from a little show called The Office. I mean, he was on that for years, right? Um, the thing is... Uh, um, the girls are not Erin uh, um, Daniels and um, what's her other name? I got to find her name. Uh, and uh, whoops, Erin Daniels and uh, Jennifer Jostin uh, are not major, but they're kind of TV and lower level movies that became bigger from there. Um, so what you now have? Uh, oh, Michael Pollard is stuck. That's, That's Michael, Michael Pollard. Michael Pollard. That's the guy that we couldn't think of. Sorry about that, folks. All right. So they pick her up, and now she's like, well. And then, of course, now they, they, the tire gets shot out. They don't know it gets shot out, but it gets shot out. My brother's got a tow truck. I'll get, like, you know, kind of thing. And they get they get to the house. Then right. that's when they get to the Firefly house. Right. Now, who, what, what, is it, is it the brother? Yeah, the one with the, the tow truck. He shoots the tire out. He shoots the tire Because he's, he's yeah. out hunting, remember? Yeah. And he's out hunting humans. That's what he's out hunting. So, um, no, the, before we go, yeah. the, he looks like somebody that, is, was he, is he a wrestler? He, so he, I don't know exactly who that is, but he's an independent wrestler. He's not like, it's not like when DDP is in later right. movies. No, this guy was just a really big, he's a definitely in shape. I mean, he's yeah. cut up. Yeah. Okay. But he's not like a, it wasn't like it was Goldberg or something like that, you know, where you're like, yeah. oh crap. No. Yeah. Um, uh, as they take off and search for the tree for Dr. Satan, uh, was, where it was hung. They pick up a young free spirit hitchhiker named baby who claims to live only a few miles away. Shortly after a mysterious figure appears hidden in some overgrown, overgrowth and shoots out their vehicle's tire with a shotgun. The group thinks it's just a blown tire and baby takes uh, Bill to her house to get a tow truck. So um, they, so baby and Bill, that's Rainbow, walk to their house and they leave them there. 
Uh, moments later, baby's half brother Rufus, which is the that you're talking about. Rufus mm. um, is I don't have Rufus is Robert Allen uh, Mokies. Uh, he was I mean he's I don't know he's huge. I don't know if he's actually a wrestler career. He did, yeah. He trained in pro wrestling. Yeah. He was Bone Crusher Mookies. Okay. Uh, so again, it's, it's he's just he's a low level guy, but he looks the part. That's yeah. for dang sure. Um, he shows up and he's going to tow their truck back to the house. Now, of course, Bill and Baby now walk back to the house, and you're looking at this house, going, "What the heck am I looking at? It looks like a junkyard, but there's Barbies mm. nailed to the thing. Mm. There's heads, like doll heads. It's just." Animal skin. Yeah, it's weird looking. Everything. There we meet. Uh, um, you start to meet uh, the the um, rest of the family, right? So there you're going to start meeting the rest of the family, which includes her adopted brother, Otis, which we don't meet yet. Um, her deformed brother, who is tiny, right? Um, Mother Firefly, which, of course, is uh, Karen Black. And then we meet Uncle Hugo. Uncle Hugo um, is Dennis Frimple. Uh, again, another name that from the 70s. I mean... How many times did he play uh, like detective or a like uh, an investigator or something, right? And here he plays a dirty looking. He's, he's technically their grandpa Hugo. It's not the uncle; it's their grandpa, right? Um, so we start meeting them, and you start having you have this scene there where you start having um, uh, the interaction between Baby and Bill, which gets really uncomfortable for Bill because Baby is trying really hard she's flirting with him and she's like overtly doing it but everything seems off in that like the, it, nothing seems right everything seems completely off you're like like even she, you know you think nothing like you, you're thinking like okay he's trying to be like be pleasant because maybe they're kind of simple or like, right. but it's like everything seems like man you don't even understand what you're in like you're in the lion's den and you think you're in like the like the strawberry patch like you think you're in like this is easy and you're seriously sitting with the devil, you know, kind right. of thing. So I mean, he, his conversation is, like, "Can we get your story? We we're, we we're, you know, we're right. traveling through. We want to." Well, that's understand. when he's talking to to Mother Firefly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who want to read about me, like yeah. kind of thing? And it, it, they play it up as being very simple. Um, uh, and uh, so, about, so then so then they they tell me they need to stay for dinner, right? They're going to stay for dinner uh, because they have going to take a couple hours to get the tire fixed. So they sit down to dinner. And they have to, uh, they have, and it's, again, it's just weird. Everything is just off. And they're eating, and then they put the mask on. Now, at the same time, we already learned that there are, um, a, there's a, a bus with cheerleaders on it was attacked, and the cheerleaders have all been taken. So, but they don't know where the missing cheerleaders are. Well, we now know where the missing cheerleaders are. They're upstairs with Otis, and you don't know exactly what he's doing to them. You know he's torturing them. You don't know yet what he's doing. But you know that Otis is upstairs with them. And during dinner, right? What happens is they put the they put the mass on so they can recite the uh, the ritual mm -hmm. for um, Sam Hain, mm -hmm. right? Which is what they're celebrating. And Otis comes down, and they're like, "Oh, Otis is gracing us with his present." And Bill Mosley walks in the scene, and now nothing else matters in that scene but him because he is now acting like he is so intense, which is crazy because Bill Mosley was also. In what is it, Silent Night, Dead Night Three, where he has the brain sticking out of his head mm -hmm. with a dome on it? Like, I mean, he literally is so intense and like beyond creepy. He's like, he's scary. He like, like right. it's just a person. He's he's not a monster. He's a skinny white guy who's yeah. there, you know. With, with, it looks like he hasn't taken a bath in a month. Yeah, yeah. He's gross, disgusting, but he's so intense, and he just goes. You ever like a real thing? Not not Mickey Mouse on one side, Donald Duck up the other. Like like he's very like angry and whatever and yet they're just like all right this is kind of hokey like you know kind of thing but they don't kind of the girls starting to realize like this something's wrong yeah. so um so they're at the dinner again then uh where are we? sorry um the group thinks it's just okay um while being treated to dinner mother firefly explains that her ex-husband earl had previously tried to burn uh tiny alive um along with the firefly house after he suppled us uh, suffered a psychotic break after dinner, the family puts on Halloween show to show uh, for the guest, and Baby offends Mary by flirting with Bill. Uh, after Mary threatens Baby, Rufus tells them their car is repaired, and the couple goes to leave. Otis and Tiny disguised as scarecrows attack them in the driveway, and then and then take them captive. The next so that this all happens, and it's boom, and it's like it's a hard stop there. 
And then we cut to the next day. At this point, we're like 20-something minutes in. And you're still not 100% sure what's happening. Because it's called The House of a Thousand Corpses. So you're figuring, is this a zombie movie? Yeah. Right? Is it, uh, you know, they're not vampires. They're clearly psychopaths. Right? Or they, 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 they psychos. Psychos, no matter how crazy, do not explode in sunlight. That's uh, from Dustal Dawn. Uh, you know, like, but it's like, you, you know they're crazy. Now they have them captured. You also know they have the cheerleaders. And you're like, well, this ain't going to end well. Hey, none of this is going to end well for anybody, right? Uh, where are we here? Um, the next day, Otis kills Bill and mutilates his body for art. He turns him into the fish boy. Right. I, at, at this point, to me, this is and what was happening with the, what they were doing with the uh, the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders. I mean, there's, there's that old term. This is, uh, you know, um, uh, horror porn. No, it's uh, torture, porn. torture porn. But this isn't. But, okay. But, but this is. I mean, it's definitely torture. Yeah, they're, and, but they're torturing them in the way that you saw torture in again, like movies like yeah. um, Henry, Man by right. Dog, things like that. The, the, but, they, the, but they. It's not. It's not. It's not to get. It's not pleasant. None of this no, is pleasant. And the thing is, there. There's no. I am. There's no conscience in, in intervening with the torture. It is. I'm going to do this, and yeah. that's the way. And he, but he's trying to be artistic. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, think about this though. This is the way Maniac bothered so many yeah, people. Right. The difference is the quote-unquote torture porn, the stuff of like hostile and stuff like that. That is not done this way. It's not filmed this way. It's not shot this way. It's not presented this way. You, I've seen host, hostels on TV. They show hostel yeah. on television, right? The it, that I mean, it's cut, but they like they show whatever. But the difference is. Like in Hostel 2, when they're, again, 20-something-year-old movie, get over yourself, folks, when they're torturing the girls, yeah. that's more akin to this. This is this is gross. This is hard to watch. I'm watching this, and Haley didn't watch this with me. Haley watched She's, what are you watching? Well, House of Thousand Corpses is not for you. She goes, okay. She turned around and walked out of the room. Because this is not a movie she, that girl watches everything with me. She watches, you name that. she watches Saw movies, whatever, no matter to her, yeah. right? This isn't Saw. This isn't, like, that no. level. This is... This is deeper than that. This is real and grimy. This looks like snuff. This looks like right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's that dirty 70s you know, way of filming. The way, even though Texas Chainsaw Massacre has almost no blood in it, the way the whole movie of Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks. That grimy, dirty, you just it feels yeah. wrong to watch. Right. That's, and, a, yeah. that's, that's one of the things I put in here. Because he, they, he, there are flashbacks uh, in in that, that are effective in keeping in the mood of the movie. Yeah. And then there are, you see like a real film and it looks like they're real pictures. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and again, is that obviously that that's what makes it even, even scarier yeah. is that they're taking eight millimeters of the, of what they're yeah. doing. Well, it, 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 that also pays homage to Henry and in Henry person, right, yeah. when they go back, when they scene when you were watching, you're like, wait, am I watching a real scene? This is tape? And they're watching the murder back. And even Tom tells rewinds because I want to see that. Again. If you don't yeah. watch it again, you know, it's like, it's those things you're like, oh, okay. So things are different. So, okay. So Mary's tied up in a room and uh, is tormented by Otis. Denise is tied to a bed dressed as a doll for Halloween. And Jerry, Jerry is partially scalped for failing to guess baby's favorite movie star. Ooh. And then, and that's not it. That's it's, she's scalping him. And that is 100% a callback to maniac when he's scalping the girl, you know, um, when Denise doesn't come home, her father, Don, uh, calls the police reporter missing. Two deputies, George Wendell and Steve uh, Steve Nalish. Now I'm going to tell you who they are. Um, so uh, Deputy George Wydell, and remember that last name Wydell, because if you watch Devil's Rejects, his brother is the one who comes to uh, burn the house down. That's Tom Towles. And in a role before he was famous, Steve Nash, uh, uh, Steve uh, Nashy, no, Nash, Nash, Nashale, uh, is Walter Goggins. Walter Goggins in a role before he became Walter Goggins, who's actually a star in movies and makes things now, was on here. Um, they come in as the two uh, sheriffs. They're, they're the sheriffs. They're coming in. Um, the two deputies uh, find a couple of abandoned cars in a field with a dead mutilated cheerleader in a trunk, one of the five who went missing over a week ago, as explained in the new cast, like you were saying in earlier scenes, establishing that the cheerleaders are being tortured and raped and killed by the Firefly family. Don, a former policeman, is called to the scene to help the deputies search. They arrive at the Firefly ha the house, and Wydell questions Mother Firefly about the missing teens. 
So that's interesting there. She doesn't want to let him in. I mean, Otis tells them, you know, because they know the cops are there. She's got a gun the whole time. And he doesn't know she has a gun. And, you know, the thing is, like, she's playing like, oh, they, they, are they on the TV? Are they, they like, she's really playing it up. Yep. And meanwhile, again, you watch the deputy walk into the, like, he's just like, don't go in there. Like, don't go in the hat, like, in the house, you know, kind of thing. Like, you want to yell at him, but it's like, why would he believe any different? He thinks he has the advantage, right? It's, it's, what's well, that's the end of seven, right? You know, he's like, he, he, we are not in control. He's in control here. Like, she's in control the whole time, right? So he goes inside and she's playing nice, right? Shit, whatever. Um, and then Don and Steve go around the back to where they hear uh, Denise screaming, right? And they hear her screaming. And Don, they open the door and Don sees his daughter cut up and like you know tortured and this is when otis comes on and he shoots don and then he and then uh as as okay so as um <clears throat> the other deputy's trying to call Wydell and tell him what's going on this is all happening at the same time he calls him Wydell goes to listen mother fire puts the gun to his head executes him he they, uh, don is shot and he's down and then he has the other deputy drop to his knees. And that scene goes on forever. It's 20 seconds. It just sits it's right there. and it's, sits. It's, it's almost and like, it's in slow motion. Yeah. And it just sits and sits. And you're just like, is it is the screen? Because it doesn't look like they're moving. Yeah. Oh, no. That's exactly what I put down. I said, <clears throat> why the 22nd pause in the film before the execution of the deputy? And But it accomplished I, exactly what it's supposed I, to be. I know. Yeah. And it and it's it, it's an horrific scene. Because think about it, In the theater, we're sitting there and it's yeah. like... Just you need that payoff. To I mean, happen. at this point, at this point, so many things are happening that we're we're going like this all the time. So we're going like this. You can't. The people yeah. can't see. This. Yeah, we, they, they don't we're, mean. Yeah. We're, we're anticipating. We're anticipating, yeah. and then it stops. And it, you said you almost want to look back at the projector. Right. Right. So this is this a pays homage actually to Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock yeah. would tell you he would he would say okay well there's a bomb under here, and then let's talk about baseball kind of thing right. This is this is from the birds. When the gasoline's going, the guy's smoking right. the cigarette. It's yeah. going right to him. The guy's smoking a cigarette. Get the window. I'm telling him, don't, hey, don't drop that match. What happens? You go, and it drops him. Boom, it blows up. That, you are, the the explosion gives you, uh, for like a second. And you come back down. The anticipation, watching the gas go to the guy, knowing that Otis is going to execute him. And it just, and in reality, because it was slowed down, it's probably two seconds. It's probably two seconds of time, but they slowed it down so slow nothing is moving nothing's moving the air the 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 stuff that was just blowing is now frozen mm -hmm. it's like oh my god yeah. and i know people say rob zombie can't make movies and he's horrible and they don't like this stuff whatever it literally that kind of stuff is again i understand their homages but it, it elicited a reaction from you well it made me angry good did it may give you a reaction a reaction is what he's going for yeah you're not supposed to like. Yeah, you don't want to be them. indifferent. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. You're not. So, some of us went there and like, I'm going to go and enjoy like finally seeing this movie that I've heard and read about for three years, right? And as much violence and whatever we put, what are we going to put on the screen? Okay, right. The problem is it made a lot of people angry. Yeah. And people got mad because in their head they built this up to be this different movie, and then Rob Zombie gave them his movie, and they got mad because it doesn't match their movie. That's not his fault. That's your fault. And that scenes like that drove people nuts. People went crazy over that. Like, why do they have to do this? Why do we have to do these things? Why Why do we have to see the, the, the body cut up? Why, why not? Why are the intermittent scenes, like when they're the, like, like when this music video stuff, why is Sherry Moon Zombie naked in it? Why not? Because that's what Rob Zombie has in his show. It's what it is. Because baby's all about being a complete sexual thing like that's what her whole thing is she's in this movie she's all about getting naked doing whatever like oh, that she's was, that was the show that, that they were having at, after dinner but what i'm saying is yeah. but no but like no no, oh, no no the in between the intercut scenes there's one of oh. her topless dancing oh, right, yeah. there's she's the one in the go-go boots right. like it's all part of it it's all part of the experience it's it's so not it's not normal this is not you're not going in and seeing, like he says, Mickey Mouse up one side, Donald up, up, up the other. This right. is real, bloody, gory, disgusting. Um, well, 
And then now I think isn't this when the the movie makes makes the turn, where so now is where things get real. Okay. We're tiny. Okay, so we're yeah, we'll get that. Yeah. So the thing is now they have them trapped in there. So this is where we get. Um, where are we here? Uh, they arrive. Okay. Da, 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 da. Um, Otis kills them to find more bodies of missing cheerleaders in the barn, along with their barely conscious Mary. So they find that's it. They find all the rest of the cheerleaders. Later that night, the three main teenagers are dressed as rabbits. Okay. So she tiny she um so denise is tied up and that's why she's in the barn because tiny tiny is just very simple yeah. he, 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 he's a huge man who has since passed away um but he's just a huge huge guy right and he's eating his cereal and she's like disgusted by him but he doesn't mean to be he's just simple and he like going to let her go and that's what otis um throws her in the cage and then they're gonna they're gonna put them all in the um they're gonna dress them like rabbits um, and they're going to sacrifice them yeah, to, to Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan, right. And you're like, what? Yeah. Do- what doctor? We're back to Dr. Satan. See, you think the entire time Dr. Satan's just a red herring. Yeah. But he's not. Dr. Satan isn't the red herring in this. It's just a part of the story we didn't get to yet. Yeah. So now we've now had every 70s movie. But let's go underground. Let's now go into Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre yeah. 2. Let's go into like the underground where they're under there, right? They now are going to sacrifice. So they dress them all as rabbits. And they're taken to the abandoned well where Otis torments uh, Denise using the skin of her dead father as a mask, which is disturbing as heck. Yeah. But it comes back in another movie. Uh, Mary attempts to run away, but is tracked down and stabbed to death by a baby. That's the run, rabbit, run. And they actually have a song called Run, Rabbit, Run. Yeah. And then when Sherry Moon Zombie gets on top of her baby and she's just stabbing her to death, you're like, oh, she's just stabbing her. Over and over and over again, you're like, oh my god, we're okay. And, like and, they don't pull away, right? And she's giggling as she's yes. doing it. Yeah, yeah. Otis and the family then burn the bodies on fire. Meanwhile, Jerry and Denise are placed in a coffin and lowered into the well, well where a group of Doctor Satan's failed experiments break open the coffin and pull Jerry away, leaving Denise to find her way through the underground layer. Yeah, they go underground. All of a sudden, stuff goes off the rails. Yeah. I, when, the, the movie changes here. Yeah, I, I, first, when when they when they were put in the uh, in the coffin, and they and these creatures come up out, out of the out well, of they're, the, yeah, they're the, failed the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I said, what are the what are the well creatures? I said, what? That's what I'm saying. It's not these aren't chuds, they're, they're you know, on, kind of thing, right, right? They're not chuds, they're not chuds, but they're they're people and, who've been they, experimented on. Yeah, but they they obviously they obviously are. Some sort, some sort of human. Yeah. But they live in a well. Yeah. And it, but the well is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. But they all have scars on their head. Right. Yeah. So, for those of you who um, eventually saw like uh, what's it, um, the Franken the Frankenstein experiment, which was what um, worst case scenario became, right? Where they're cut the Nazi thing, where they're cutting all the bodies together and stuff like that. Or even like, um, well, not so much like um, um, Overlord. Overlord, they're oh. turning the zombies mm-hmm. with the shot, the shots. There's crazy stuff happening down there you're like wait a minute what like underneath them is this whole world of like failed experiments and just yeah. the, i mean you know. that's what i'm saying i had i so i said there was there was these little homages to a ton of movies yeah this thing is almost like descent that these things are they're living in the dark yeah well okay there's no, yeah there's no the descent light they're in a cave and they and they've now de-evolved these things have been experimented on, but there's electricity down there. Like they living yeah, it's, there. It's, it's, they're it's, watching television. And, city. Yeah. Right. It's just, you know, it's, it's like, what do you call it? It's like, it's like right out of demolition, man. Um, where are we here? Uh, um, sorry, pull them away. Okay. Denise finds her way through As she wanders through the tunnels filled with mutilated corpses, she encounters Dr. Satan and a number of mental patients. Jerry is on Dr. Satan's operating table being viasected. He's got his brain hanging out of his skull. like, this is where you usually like kind of implied. It's not implied. It's shown. It's all shown. Like, I, let me. I can honestly tell you at this point, at this point in the movie, I said I, I wrote down, "What's the point of taking more notes?" Because I what? Oh wait, because there's more happening. No, no. I said whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Right. I said, but I can't take any more notes. I said, yeah. I, I've written every everything yeah. I, I need to need to write. I said unless the plot thickens. Okay. Well, um, so he's so obviously Jerry is vivisected and he dies as the knee screams. Doctor Satan orders like, his mutated uh, huge assistant, who turns to be Mother Firefly's ex-husband Earl, right? Uh, uh, sometimes known as the as the uh, um, 
they call him the way they call him the professor, right? Or something like that, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Um, which is a lot of people mistake that as Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan's the guy with the mask on operating. The other guy's the guy with the axe trying to kill her, and he's all deformed as heck too. Yeah. Um, you know. See the guy with the mask who's trying to kill her, that's that's where I thought uh, had had elements of bloody Valentine. Oh, little, yeah, 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 because yeah, he's an axe and stuff, yeah. yeah. And it kind of looks like he's wearing the same thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Denise outwits him and escapes by crawling to the surface as Earl is crushed by the falling debris in the uh, collapsing tunnel. She makes her way to the main road where she encounters who's driving by in his convertible, Captain Spaulding, who gives her a ride in the car. She passes out from exhaustion in the front seat. Otis suddenly appears in the back with a knife. Denise later wakes up to find herself strapped to the operating table, surrounded by Dr. Satan and Earl, who survived the cave-in. The movie ends with Denise screaming in horror and the words, the end, question mark, uh, displayed before the end credits. Yes, this movie is a unique experience. It is unlike anything else that came at the time, which is why it is, this movie is a cult movie. I don't think Rob Zombie was making it to be a cult movie. I mean, part of me kind of thinks it may be, but I don't think it was designed to be cult. He was trying to make his movie. And in 2000, when he made this, right, and if we had not waited three years for it and heard all about it and read about it, this might have had a different... I mean, again, people have still been outraged, but I think it might have had a better reaction with some part of the target audience. Some of the people, again, Fangoria, Rue Morgue, even Horror Hound, right. were covering this thing and covering this thing and covering this thing. And you just kind of got to the point where people started filling in what they thought the movie's about. And it wasn't. It was not about any... Any notion I had of anything to do with this movie going in was wrong. Was wrong. There was nothing. Mm. There's nothing that I was like, oh, I knew that. Nope. 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 It didn't have a political bent. Nope. Uh, it, it, it it certainly didn't have, uh, um, you know, a I mean, happy it's, it's, ending. It's commentary on, um, it's commentary on people, the way, uh, on like, like mental disease and stuff like that. There is that in there with the idea that like, they all are clearly crazy but like the people who from the outside are like oh well they're just simple but it's like it's like not being aware of your surroundings it's things like it's all the it's all the 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 grim fairy tale kind of stuff that were are fables that are in all the movies of the 70s and 80s whereas in the 2000s we were like well this person has to be aware of this and this person i mean they didn't have a guy get away. They had a girl get away, but yeah. she never got away. Well, so again, did she not get away? No, she's back in there. Yeah. She's dead. You, no, no, I'm saying, but if it wasn't, if there wasn't the devil's rejects, you, oh no, no, we know she does that. The end of that movie, she's on the operating table. Oh, no, no, like but, they're not like, hey, let's let her go. No, 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 no. But it, the thing is, when you see Bill Mosley uh, come get up, Bill come up at the, uh, the back seat. The back seat. The thing is. You could have ended the movie there right and then implied that she's dead. Yeah. I mean, but she's clearly in the car with two killers, Dad. She's not getting away. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's like Thelma Louise. Maybe we bounced. I don't think so. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. The movie, they ended. It's at the end. That's why there's no sequel. But there is a sequel to this movie, except none of those, uh, you know, all the victims aren't back. What's back right. is um, literally a movie to me is, I like Devil's Reject the best of the three movies. To me, that is the best of all three of these. It is grimy, dirty, Oh, I mean, it is just harsh. It's mean spirited. It's exactly what I wanted in a sequel to a movie that was nuts and mean and horrific. Devil's Rejects takes it to the next level and just makes like, hey, you like all that mean stuff? You want to see it get worse? Want to see it get harsh? And then there's jokes in it. Then there's literally jokes you laugh at. And you're like, I don't want to laugh in the middle of Devil's Rejects, well, but, but you that's, do. But that's the release. But the, the whole point is they done, put it in. It's done that way, uh, you know, specifically. To, that you're 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 so tense and everything, and then all of a sudden you had that. I understand. Yeah, I, not, I understand that, but yeah. I know I get that. But the whole point of it, though, is too. This is why when you look at movies made in the '80s, and you talk about the slash movies made in the '80s, and they would time them out, right? You time between kills, and it's so many minutes. But where they get that idea from? Well, that was Will Lusting got the yeah. idea from porn, and it's so many minutes between this, and it's because yeah. the audience has come up and come down. And when you watch these movies, Rob Zombie keeps the tension so oh. high. That when you come down, you're like, oh, okay. And that's what some of the people didn't like because movies stopped doing that. Movies became safe and okay. And Devil's Rejects is, is again, harsh. 
House Thousand Corpses. We hadn't seen something like this in a long mm-hmm. time. And it wasn't a safe movie. It's not fun. It's not haha. It's not whatever. This read led to the French extreme movement. The French extreme movement, hot tension, martyrs, irreversible, inside, like in this, in my skin. Like those movies are not pleasant. They're not nice. You watch Hot Tension, and if you haven't seen the movie, get with the program. The end of that movie, even though everyone, it's kind of a, a kind of a you know the people who was like, rip it off. She's insane. Like, uh, like Marie is gone. Like, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And you're watching going, this movie's it. I mean, they're killing people, just ripping them apart. Okay. And you watch that, and you're like, okay, but that's nothing compared to then what happens in Inside. I mean, good lord, that movie's. You're watching it, even if you're not a parent, you're like, what? What did this woman do? Nothing. But right. she's pregnant and then just well, he wants her baby. And it's like, and then, but the worst part is, as horrific as these movies are, and movies like Maniac and things we've watched, right? And they, we, you wouldn't make these movies if there wasn't one an audience for them. And there is an audience for mm-hmm. them. And reality is often way worse than, you know, what we put on the screen. People don't like this because they don't want to see that mirror held up. Not saying that people, everyone is like that, but you don't want to think about the fact that there are people who tortured and do this stuff daily. Right. It still happens. Twenty twenty three. It still happens today. Well, what happened? We just had that uh, the thing on the news about that girl who was who was locked in the basement yeah. and continually raped and tortured yeah. for ten years, right? And she finally was able to break free, run down the street, you know, naked. Yeah. And that's, and they'll, but, probably, okay, but, make, they'll but probably make a movie out of it. They don't have to make a movie because Jack Ketchum wrote that book. And that book came out years ago. And it's literally the almost the exact same story. And it's about, and then, and then like literally that happened. I mean, they're like, okay. Or even a movie as Hollywood as Black Phone, right? You've seen Black Phone, yeah. right? The, that's not pleasant. I mean, that's based on a Joe, uh, it's, it's Stephen King's son, Joe Hill's book, right? The, the, he, there, he's murdering and torturing children. Yeah. Like that's it's yeah. not pleasant. Why? But that's why there's that's why there's not fifty of those movies made every year, right? There's movies made. There's you know for every one of those, there's like a dozen you know like kind of popcorny you know like go have a good time with the movie. Like for example, like some, a movie like what. Like like the, the the new Meg that just came out, right? Yeah. It's all CGI and whatever. And I don't again. Whatever happens in the film, I'm not sitting there going, "Wow, they're going to show me some really intense people getting tortured." No, right. you're going to see people get chomped by a shark. You're going to see the yeah. chase scene. They're going to be dinosaurs. You're going to be whatever. But like it's or or like the Jurassic Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic World movies, right? Whatever. All beautifully made, beautifully shot. Okay. At the end of the day, you're like, it's good. But it wasn't like, oh no, my it, god, it wasn't it so was horrific that it's right. But it did, it didn't what? hurt when you're. I always say when I have to take a shower after watching a movie because I feel grimy from watching it. I mean, I've seen Maniac a number, probably more than most people, right? Maniac still is like, he's still like, yeah. ugh, you know. And, and yet, when with the <laughs> movies like this are the are the 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 the, the one in a million uh, uh, type of things. With the movies that that I would prefer to see are the ones. Give me an example. Wrong Turn. Wrong Turn is to to some extent because of the three deformed brothers. They it is, it's horrific, and as the movie goes on, the tension builds and builds yeah. and builds. And but there's a there's a there's a I don't want to say a happy ending, but there's oh, a, yeah, there's, a, there's a relief at the yeah. end. Okay. So, but okay, but this movie yeah. does not have right. any relief. But that's the thing is, yeah. people were saying like they <clears throat> movies like Wrong Turn, which are about the same time. Yeah. At the end, they still Elijah Dunkshu still gets away, like still happened, um, you know, kind of thing. Those why that's why that kind of movie again as the I mean the the, the half chop scene the, yeah. the arrow, but no one is but you don't see you it's implied that they're torturing and eating these people, but you don't see it all happening. Right. Rob Zombie's like, you want to see it? I'll show you. And people don't like it. By the same token, and you and I went to the movie. We saw um, Devil's Rejects in the movies. People in that movie didn't. I mean, by that point, if you're seeing that movie, that's on you. If you didn't like it, it's your fault. If you hadn't seen the the first one. But why would you go see the sequel? Why would you go see the sequel? But I'm saying, but people were there. were like, Because I think some people wanted a House House of Corpses again. But I needed to be a different movie. 
But remember when we saw Rob Zombie's Halloween? We were in a packed theater. Yeah. And people, ugh, ugh, this isn't Halloween. No one took your DVD away. Go home and watch your regular one. And yet, I like Rob Zombie's Halloween because it's different. People are like, well, I don't care about the backstory. I don't care about this. Right. Because what you wanted was just another mindless sequel. We have those. We have, what, nine of them. Go watch them. But you're the same people who complained when Resurrection comes out and Busta Rhymes is up in there and doing all this stuff. You bitched about that. Right? Rob Zombie took a chance. Now, Halloween 2, his Halloween 2, not the real Halloween 2, his second one, which we, we and I also saw in the theater, that takes some weird turns with the white horse and the mother. and the, Like, I get it. He was trying to be different, and I think it falls a little flat compared yeah. to the first one. But as when you're watching what he's doing, it's someone who's trying out. Now, I mean, I've seen every Rob Zombie movie. I've seen Lords of Salem, 31. I mean, you think this is the 31's got like... Uh, um, a little person who's a Nazi who thinks he's Adolf Hitler and they're massacring people. I mean, a weird, freaking horrific movie. God, they're all killers, killing people, right? I've seen them all. And some hit and some don't. Right. And it's an acquired taste. By the same token, Three from Hell, most people do not like that movie. The problem was Sid Hay got sick. Rob Zombie can't control that Sid Hay got sick, and that's why Sid Hay's not in the movie very much because he passed away and they like eventually could be filming when he was sick right but like the whole point is when you look at these three movies together the trilogy because there's only a trilogy there ain't gonna be no more of these right they they are all different than each other i mean the last two are more similar kind of thing because they're about them being escaped and whatever but they're not like the other movies that are on at that time no it's not and i would hope they're not because i can go pull out any number of DVDs or Blu-rays, and you say, let's watch a werewolf movie. I got a lot of them. Let's watch, like, I can pull out, you know, whether it's American Werewolf in London, mm-hmm. Howling, Wolfen, Dog Soldier, you, I can find it, right? I, I watch one movie like with vampires. What kind of vampire? Do you want Near Dark? Do you want mm-hmm. Lost Boys? You want, like, what, like, what's this like? That, yeah. And I don't think I've seen this movie all the way through since the last, I mean, I watched, I mean, obviously we saw it in the theater. I watched it when I got it because Kelly watched it with me. A long time ago, when, when I first got it on DVD, she goes, this is nuts. And she never, she didn't want to watch any other ones. I don't know if I've watched this all the way through since then. It might be 15, 16 years since I've seen it all the way through. Right. That's exactly what I said. I, I know when, once I got the uh, the set, I watched uh, both of them back to back. And then, then uh, uh, Three got, from yeah. Hell came out and I yeah. watched that. But I, it's got to be 15 years. But when, that's why when I put this on, my rem- what I was remembering of the movie was that it was gross, and then watching it, and even the notes that I that I, that I mentioned, it's grosser than what yep. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember it being as violent. Yeah, because okay. but the thing is, but I also because we've now seen so much since then. Right, yeah. In twenty years, what we've seen yeah. now become acceptable. Yeah, even in PG thirteen movies. Yeah, well, like I thought, like now watching. Obviously, we had seen this one. Then, when the first Saw movie came out, that that was a psychological, yeah, you know, gut punch, right, right. And then, but then they turned they, into like right, what they, they went to. Right. Saw went off in a whole different right. direction. And all the next six of them just got. What can we? What yeah. can we? How use gross can we make this? How, how can we, can we push this up? Yeah, yeah, yep. This one, there was no different kills. Yeah, it was just. What do I have in my hand? What, yeah. yeah, like uh, I killed him with a knife. Why? I had a knife. Now. Like, the, one thing they never do uh, explain, and I'm, I'm not looking for an explanation, but what was the underground city? How did that even? So those exist? are the tunnels. So um, I mean, but who went out to go grocery shopping? No, 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 I mean, no, no, no. No, they're they're probably okay. So we see that they throw stuff down there, right? They most likely are cannibals, right? They're failed experiments or whatever. They um, we don't know if they venture out uh, and like ste- like steal from stuff. We don't. That's what I mean. But that's the whole point. There's a whole nother movie just on what's underground, but you'll never get that. And you, but that's the best part. You don't need it. You don't need it. Your mind can fill that in. That's not the story Rob Zombie's telling. Yeah. That's like, that's like, okay. So remember Nightbreed? Yeah. Remember how there's a serial killer and then there's another one Now they do eventually cross over, but there's a movie just on the serial killer, just on Button Face. That's a whole movie. Yeah. Just by itself. But you see, the thing with this one, you throwing, throwing, getting the two people in the coffin. From once they're in there, if there was a way she could have gotten out at, at at that point, rather than having the the well creatures come and get her, 
you would have had a complete, I don't want to say a completely different movie, but you would have had a different, a really different ending. You could eliminate the entire scene huh. underground and it would not change the movie. I think what all they, that did was just added more gore and, well, and, and, and but it and, gave you doc, it gave you Dr. Satan who's supposed to be dead. It gave you Earl who's supposed to be dead. It gave you characters that I, okay. So those characters are, I'm going to say, not, not important, but they're different than what we're getting yeah. above. Yeah. And I think that was part of what, again, it's his first movie, the first time he wrote one, whatever kind of thing. And that's, I mean, the studios were like, there's no way they're going to rate this thing. This is just going to be, no, no, no. That it got an R was because three years later, Lionsgate put it out. They made a few snip and cut here and there that have all been restored. Um, but because it may, again, the, the movie itself is completely different than anything you've seen. If you've never seen uh, House of Thousand Corpses, um, I, again, you have to know who you are. Some people are okay with blood and gore and be able to handle it. And some people can't. And some people who think they're really good with blood and gore because, oh, I've I've seen this movie. I saw that. Okay, great. You saw that PG-13 movie? Great. I'm glad you saw that PG-13 movie, right? That's like when people are like, I saw Smile. I'm ready for things that are scary. I'm like, oh, no, buddy. nobody. Like, Smile's creepy as a heck, but it's PG-13. Once you take the gloves off, even at R, and let's face it, we're watching the unrated cuts of these things. Once we take those gloves off, you think you know things that can be horrific. But at the same time, it's the, the horror that is real in like yeah. in the in the real that people are tortured, people are whatever. There is no giant smile. Sorry, the movie's a few years old. Get over yourself. There's no giant smile monster who's hunting me from, you know, because yeah. I'm cursed. Right. It's not even it's not even um, um, what are the ones uh, like it's insidious or those things like which are tension they're 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 good movies but but they're, but they're, they're scary they're scary but they're not terrifying to right. you and it's supernatural it's not there's not an actual person yeah. who could be your neighbor because let's face it serial killers live next door to somebody and they're killing and Dahmer and Ted Bundy and all those guys what was the first thing anyone says to me bro they seem so quiet and normal yeah. the guy's got body parts in his fridge but that's why we, that's why these yeah. movies exist. So, yeah. all right, folks. So that about wraps it up for uh, House of Thousand Corpses. Available pretty much anywhere. Um, I, I would suggest if you're going to watch House of Thousand Corpses, you need to watch Devil's Rejects. Also, I love Devil's Rejects. It's such a good movie. Um, but it's so 70s. And if you enjoy the 70s movies like I do, I really love like the old 70s kind of stuff. In fact, I like all the, the, the cheesy ones like Frogs and uh, you know yeah. uh, Empire of the Ants yeah. and Food. Of the I love that. That stuff to me is like that's just candy. Um, but you, you enjoy that as well. So, all right, folks. So next time you'll see us, we're coming back for our Thanksgiving episode, but this one has no turkey in it this time. Like when we did the giant claw this time, we're talking about the, the unofficial holiday that follows Thanksgiving, Black Friday, not Black Sunday. Okay. Black, uh, Black Friday. And Black, we're talking Black Friday from, uh, 2000, sorry, 2021, excuse me, the, uh, 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 well, you'll you'll see who's in it. It's, it's Bruce Campbell, but it's Bruce Campbell, and he's not Ash. That's really what you got to know. Right. All right, folks. So that about wraps it up for us here. Um, so like we say here, keep those cards and letters coming, and keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? Or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at Two True Freaks. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your daikaiju dreams 
into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at botsbugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti, and search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Giaconetti. And you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, and entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow.